Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up in War Eagle, everybody? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here, the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report, in here today. Having a quick conversation about Auburn versus Ole Miss going down this weekend on the Plains of Jordan here at 6 p.m., Auburn reeling right now, trying to figure out a way to get the season back on track. Today in here with me, I have my guy, Stephen Willis. He is with Locked On Ole Miss, giving you everything that you want to know about Ole Miss. Stephen, how's it going, man? Man, I'm doing quite well. How are you doing, man? Uh, you know what? Um, in my, my regular life, you know, that's that has nothing to do with football. No problems. Uh, if you're asking me what my football life is like, it's a uh, pain right now, Steve. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little pain, but uh, LSU's offense can do that. Uh, you know, um, it's it's our offense that's bothering me more yeah. so than LSU's offense. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into all of that. Uh, appreciate you jumping in here with me. Uh, we're going to get the conversation started off with kind of just how things are feeling right now in the land of the Rebels. How is the fan sentiment around the team? How are you all feeling about how this season has progressed thus far? 
Yeah, people are going to probably snicker at this, but people are trying to figure out how they can end up 11 and 1 and backdoor their way into the playoff. That that's the sentiment around the fan base right now. Hmm. They're extremely up and if you told any fan base after traveling to Tuscaloosa and play LSU, you're going to split both of those games and you're going to be 5 and 1. This team is completely jacked up because I mean, you go to the game at Auburn, which can be tricky and playing games in Jordan-Hare is always tricky. But then you have Vanderbilt, you have Texas A&M that all of a sudden looks even more beatable than they did before. You've got that road game at Georgia that's just kind of like sitting in the distance that everybody's looking at. Then it's ULM and Mississippi State. Yeah, The ESPN FBI has us favored to go essentially 10-2 and two if you look at game by game. And so right. the fan base is pretty jazzed right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, that doesn't sound crazy to me, uh, you know, Brock Bowers out for Georgia for the remainder of this foreseeable future. I don't want to say the remainder of the season, but for the foreseeable future. So you all may not even see him during that game. And uh, Georgia has been off to these slow starts. You guys have a prolific offense that's been humming along this season. I don't think that that sounds crazy um, that you could potentially, you know, 11 and one, 10 and two sounds very doable for this team right now. Uh, but the next task of course, is the Auburn Tigers hitting the Jordan here. We've already talked about that, but as you take a look at this matchup from the perspective of an Ole Miss Rebels fan, what do you see as the potential places where you're like, you know what, I feel really good about my team in this regard versus this Auburn team? You know, if Ole Miss just scores points, it, it looks like just Auburn can't keep up. Mm. What I saw in that Auburn LSU game is something I have never seen from an Auburn football team, and that was an offensive unit that was completely devoid of confidence. They actually just knew that they just weren't going to do enough that day. So if Ole Miss can score points, I, you know, there's no reason to think that that won't continue. Right. Um, and, and Auburn won't be able to keep up with them. I think Auburn's defense is pretty good. Their front 11, their first 11 is pretty good. There's a drop off into their second team and their third team's pretty abysmal. Uh, but Auburn playing tempo and then you have depth concerns on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, later in the game, that's going to wear you down. Mm. What I think is going to happen this week, and, and if this does happen, everybody inbox me and tell me how right I was. <laughs> um, I think Robbie Ashford may have an opportunity to start this weekend. Okay. I think Auburn is going to play insanely slow on offense to try and limit the number of plays for Ole Miss from 55 to 65. And I, I thought they, they were going to try to do that versus LSU, by the way, of trying to slow the tempo of the game down a little bit, but continue. Yeah, they should have. Um, and you're going to try and keep those 11 on defense on the field as much as possible. Hmm. Uh, because if Ole Miss gets to 70 to 75 plays to 80 plays, every play past 70 is a much more disadvantage for the Auburn Tigers hmm. just because of the depth problems they have on defense and, and the fact that they can't risk a scoring match with Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, listen, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this is probably uh, from the perspective of what I was hearing coming out of fall camp uh, with Auburn when we were running tempo ourselves during fall camp and our defense struggling with that. This was the matchup that I looked at on the schedule and said to myself, OK, this could be a potential problem for Auburn because I know Ole Miss is going to go NASCAR the entire time. Uh, so if we're struggling with that and we see these guys every week, then, you know, brand new guys that you're, you're not used to looking at and how they run their routes. And you got 
probably one of the best running backs in the country, though the numbers haven't borne it out so far this season uh, as far as, you know, but he still looks just as strong as ever uh, in Quidshawn Jenkins. That's going to be a tough task. And then uh, I can't remember what his name is and apologize because, you know, I don't watch Ole Miss every week. The backup running back looks really good for you guys as well. Uh, so that run offense and Jackson Dart operating at a really high level right now, understanding what he needs to do and making really quick reads and throwing into open windows really well. Uh, that's the offense that to me, you know, because I, I, I thought LSU was going to be better. I didn't think they were going to be otherworldly this year on offense coming into the season. So you project forward and you look at offenses, you're like, this Ole Miss offense could be scary. Um, talk to me, though, um, some more about that offense and who are the standout players. We know about Quitshawn Jenkins. We know about Jackson Dart. But give me a name where if you're a casual and you haven't been watching Ole Miss and you don't know the two more prolific names that have been there for now another season, um, that Auburn fans are going to look back at this game and say to themselves, wow, that guy, that guy. Yeah. First of all, you know, I will say, talk about Quinshawn Judkins for just a second, because he is going home. This is going to be his game to go to his hometown mm-hmm. and play against his hometown team. So that that is going to be a pretty big deal for Quinshawn, no matter what he says. Quinshawn says he doesn't have anything to prove, but um, from what I understand, um, Brian Harson and that staff didn't recruit him very well. He ended mm-hmm. up what, going out of state. I just feel like there's going to be a chip on that shoulder. Now, Trey Harris, if he plays, and which I think he will, the wide receiver has six touchdown catches and like 18 catches this year. Um, he got injured in the second game of the year against Tulane, missed like three games. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones, he has six touchdowns in, and he is a difference maker on this offense. Yeah. He is a double team creator. He is somebody that actually opens up the running games in different parts of the offense as well. You mentioned Ulysses Bentley, the fourth earlier. The backup running back, which yeah. is, he is a plus Jerry and Ely, if you remember him at Ole Miss. That's essentially what he is. And then you look at Caden Priestcorn, um, the tight end, who was hurt coming into the season. He's played two games, but he's a huge third down conversion machine as he was against LSU. Um, and I think that the, all three of them together have a chance to put the defense into a little bit of strength. Uh, there, there were some injury concerns, right, for one of the receivers coming in. I know um, the transfer receiving uh, receiver Franklin that came in, he has not played a lot this season, and, but he, I, I did uh, realize I think he played most recently in the most recent game. So he's back, but I don't know if he's 100%. What, what are the, some of the injury concerns around that Ole Miss offense right now? Well, um, Jordan Watkins and, and injury concerns for Ole Miss is going to be weird because Lane Kiffin just doesn't talk about injuries. We're getting information from like janitors inside the Manning Center <laughs> right. at this point. Right. Um, but Jordan Watkins, the rumor is he broke his hand um, during uh-huh. the bye week and he is Ole Miss's leading receiver in receptions and yards. Um, it, he's a punt returner. He's one of the best players in the slot receivers. If you remember Elijah Moore, Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin likes the slot receiver. Now the thought is that Dayton Wade, who has been playing so well that Zachary Franklin has been relegated and getting his snaps taken away, mm-hmm. is going to move into the slot position, which is an area that he kind of profiles for at the next level anyway. And then Zachary Franklin will step in, or Aiden Williams, who is the true freshman that was an Under Armour All-American, is going to step in as well. I this is a big loss for Ole Miss Jordan Watkins going down. 
but it's not a season trajectory changing loss, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Makes complete sense. If you guys have a lot of weapons on that team, like I said, mm-hmm. Dayton Wade is a, is a guy I expected you to mention. I feel like he's been very dynamic for that Ole Miss offense. Uh, Franklin, a guy that I mentioned, I was really high on Franklin coming into the season. When I saw that he transferred into Ole Miss, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, they got a ball player. Um, I, I forget where he transferred from. Remind me really quickly. Was UTSA. He, he okay. was a roadrunner. I was watching film. So uh, UTSA, we got two transfers from North Texas. So I watched the North Texas versus UTSA. And I'm, I'm in there trying to find film on uh, Larry Nixon III, who's the linebacker that transferred in from North Texas. And of course, I'm watching defensive film for North Texas, and I keep seeing Zakari Franklin go crazy for uh, UTSA. And I was like, yo, this dude is really good. And then I do some research on him. I'm like, I wonder what's going on. And I look at oh, oh, this guy. Okay, that's great. <laughs> we got to see this dude next year. Um, but, I, I mean, I think he was he was injured, if I'm not mistaken, to begin the season. So he's kind of working his way back into full form. Um, go ahead. It, it's a situation where he had, like, some – weird academic stuff to take him care of. So he got to Ole Miss a little bit later than he should have. Mm-hmm. When he got to Ole Miss, they discovered that he needed to get his knee scoped, which caused him to miss all of fall camp. And I think the Alabama game was his first snaps. Okay. But but Dayton Wade essentially is taking reps from him because of how Wade Dayton's been playing. Yeah, yeah. Wade, Wade has been – he's been dynamic for, for the Rebels this season. Um, so I'm – you know, looking forward to seeing how they move him around and and utilize him differently if uh, if Watkins is not going to be able to go. We're in here on the Auburn Express talking a little bit with Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss about the Auburn versus Ole Miss game coming up this weekend. Um, let's flip it over and talk a little bit about that Ole Miss defense, right? So now the Ole Miss defense has been up and down this year, but I think surprisingly stingy, though, right? Um, You know, when you're looking at a game like LSU, of course, people who are casual observers are going to see LSU put up a bunch of points and say, oh, man, that Ole Miss defense can give up a bunch of stuff. Everybody's giving up a bunch of points to LSU, right? So, like, that's not your measuring rod for how good a defense can be. But what are the things defensively that you like about what Ole Miss is doing right now? I think they are fifth in the nation right now in sacks, mm. and they are 12th in the nation in tackles for loss. Mm. Their red zone touchdown percentage is pretty good. Now, they're kind of a bend-but-don't-break defense. Correct. That's that's how yeah. I would describe it for sure. Yeah. It, and once they get in the red zone, they stiffen up, but their whole goal is to eventually create that explosive play, that tackle for loss. They've had a l- few issues on third and longs, which is you know surprising. Um, but if they can get off the field and get working, they this defense can kind of get into a groove. They give up 36 yards rushing to Arkansas right. and K.J. Jefferson, and you can see that this defense, which had a problem giving up explosive plays early in the season, they're kind of getting a lid on that at the moment. They didn't give up any at Arkansas. Um, Alabama, it, there was one play that essentially was just an amazing play by Jalen Milroe. Um, that kind of woke up Alabama. So I do apologize to everybody for that. <laughs> um, but you have a situation where this defense has a chance through their explosive plays to do all right. Now, what Auburn, uh, just to change gears a little bit here, what I think Auburn is going to mimic what Georgia Tech did to Ole Miss. Mm. And Georgia Tech played extremely slow against Ole Miss. They 
just tried to move the chains. There's a lot of plays steaming open to where the player would plays that were designed for four and five yards to get the chains moving, mm-hmm. try and string first downs together and burn off a lot of time, time off of that yeah. clock. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, at the halftime of the Georgia tech game, Ole Miss had the ball three times, mm. three possessions. Now the fourth quarter, the dam broke. Ole Miss kind of ran away with that. But at the start of the fourth quarter, it was 24 to 17 was mm. the score. And I think that is going to be the mindset of Hugh Freeze in this Turned game. Turned into a rock fight. Mm-hmm. And what you need, in my opinion, that place can be a cauldron. It's going. It's a stripe out. It's going to be nuts. The place is going to be juiced or ready to be juiced. It's going mm-hmm. to be nervous juiced where you're not knowing what to expect when you come in. But Ole Miss needs to do what they can to eliminate reasons for that crowd to cheer, which means for Lane Kiffin, do not go for a single fourth down. (laughs) That's asking a lot. Yeah, not a single fourth down. Do not turn the ball over. Those two things right there, that is going to leave it up to basically Auburn's offense to provide the energy in that stadium. And if you can can eliminate that, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, not going for it on fourth down is not in the DNA yeah. of one Lane Kiffin. I would be shocked if they are, if Ole Miss finds themselves in a fourth and five or less in plus territory that he doesn't go for it. I I mean, absolutely. In fact, I, I will wager and say this. If he's past his own 30 and it's fourth and two or less, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go for it. That's how much he puts confidence, number one, in his offense but number two in his ability to just score points later, right? Like he's got to put confidence in him to get it, but if they don't get it, he's going to say to themselves, we're going to make it up at some point in time and go get these points back. That's just kind of the nature of that. Plus you're going against an Auburn offense that has not produced very well. I think he's going to, I think this is going to be, I was surprised last year in the Ole Miss game when they came out and did the onside kick, right? Like it was just one of those, you're already winning the football game and he just randomly goes for a non-side kick that could really, if it doesn't work, be momentum swinging in the, that's just kind of who Lane Kiffin is. Yeah. Honestly, I don't believe Lane Kiffin believes in momentum. You almost have to believe in momentum to worry about it. Yeah. Listen, that makes sense. When you say it out loud, I say to myself, you know what? I could see that. He just believes he has such a supreme confidence in their ability to go and get points that he doesn't covet them like other coaches do. He's just like, oh, we oh, we got to kick the field goal here. We need three. We, we got to get something out of this drive. He's saying to himself, well, we need sixes. Sixes, and, and if I got to go for two, I'll go for two. Like, he just doesn't care, man. That, that mindset is why they lost to Auburn in 2021. No, 100% why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's why he routinely loses to Alabama, and it's mm-hmm. why he – He's going to drop one or two games a year just off of the simple fact that he can't help himself. Can't help himself to just take that one gamble that he wasn't supposed to. And that small margin is usually the difference in some of those close games where it's just like, he just can't. But listen, it pays off a lot too. Mm. So he's like, it's, hey, nobody gives me credit for all the times it works. They just, they harp on me about the times it doesn't work. And it, it, to his credit, it does work often. But he can't help himself. Just he, can't do it. he was so close to being able to help himself against Arkansas. So close. 
he had a situation with Arkansas's offense to where there's no way that Arkansas was driving the field on Ole Miss's defense. Didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. You're up 17 to 10 or 13 or something like that. Just punt the ball. Get, you're going to get the ball right back. They're going to punt it back because they can't do anything. But he had a fourth and five on his own 40-yard line. He went for it. Jackson Dart got sacked. It only cost them a field goal, but it ended up being switching momentum to where Arkansas all of a sudden had a 20 to 17 lead. And all of a sudden, Ole Miss is having to play some ball against a very mid Arkansas team. They're a feisty team, man. Arkansas Mm -hmm. doesn't go down easily. They have not laid down for anybody this year. Um, Their their offensive line is shockingly bad for a Sam Pittman coached offensive line. It's it's kind of Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is a weird team this year. They just really are. I watched the B the BYU game, and I was I was astonished at how they lost that game, considering how they started that game. And then you go and watch them later in um, games this season, and they start off poorly, and then they're coming back on teams, and it's just like who are who are you guys? Yeah. Like week to week, this is not this. They can't run the ball this year. I'm just I I don't even know who Arkansas is. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, like they're it's they're bizarre. completely baffling. Um, all right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Once again, in here, Auburn Express talking to Stephen Willis with Locked on Ole Miss. Um, Let's talk about a, a couple of things that you feel maybe Ole Miss doesn't have quite the advantage if you're looking at it point for point and things that you might be worried about other than your coach going for it on fourth down or or giving them uh, Auburn the opportunities. Are there any other things that as an Ole Miss fan, you kind of sit on your hands and you're like, oh man, I'm I'm hoping this guy doesn't get loose or this doesn't happen to our, our whatever. Right? I, I'm hoping that they play Peyton Thorne 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the, the basic thing, I, I want to see number one come out there at quarterback because at least Robbie Ashford can be an athlete and turn first and 10 into second and six into third and two, and then there's a first down. Right, and and you can bleed that clock and keep your offense off the field and do all of that stuff, and that could be problematic. I mean, like I said, look at the Georgia Tech game from earlier this season. Um, but I honestly, if I was Auburn, I would start Robbie Ashford. I would make Robbie Ashford the guy, and I'd say we're going to sink or swim, even with four winnable games coming up after the Ole Miss game, to where you should be all right with Arkansas, and Mississippi State, New Mexico State, and and, and that on the and Vanderbilt, I mean, you should be okay. At least take this game. Start it off with Robbie Ashford and develop an identity. Yeah. So you're not worried about the legs of Peyton Thorne then? No, I, he runs the ball better than you think he would. For sure. Uh, yeah. But I saw last year, remember Robbie Ashford kind of went off a little bit in Oxford last year. I got, once I saw once he got it rolling, first three mm-hmm. drives were a little, mm, and then after that, once he got to, and, and that's pretty much been the story of Robbie Ashford is slow starts. But once he settles in, he becomes a playmaker, and it's really difficult to. He is he's a he is a locomotive unto himself. Where once he gets rolling and he starts getting to the feel of the game, it's really hard to stop that kid once he gets rolling. Yeah, um, and and then this is an interesting series because I believe it or not, I'm, I know this is going to shock you. There's Auburn people that pop up in my timeline quite frequently, and they keep to post out the series record or the game score from five years ago and all this. And right. the reason Ole Miss has struggled traditionally against Auburn and against Alabama is because Auburn and Alabama traditionally have more talented football teams. Yeah. This year, that's probably not the case. And I think Auburn fans, at least smart Auburn fans, would at least acknowledge that. I think Hugh Freeze is going to get it going because – this is what Auburn fans need to realize. I've seen this movie before. In 2012, he had Bo Wallace and Barry Brunetti. Barry Brunetti was the Robbie Ashford. Um, Bo Wallace was the Peyton Thorne. But it turned out Bo Wallace was a better quarterback than Peyton Thorne. Mm-hmm. And he won seven games in his first year. Ole Miss went to the Birmingham Bowl. The next year, they went to the Music City Bowl. They won eight games. The third year, they were in the New York Six. The fourth year, they won the Sugar Bowl. The this is all going to, according to what the Hugh Freeze experience is. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing, nothing is out of the ordinary. But year one, right now, there, there's, there's some talent issues that is going on at Auburn. And, and this year, you just kind of have to get through, and then he can recruit and do all the things that he needs to do. And they're going to get better and better and better. I, personally, I'm glad I'm not going to have to see an Ole Miss-Auburn game next year. <laughs> I think I think I think Auburn's going to be a lot better next year. Listen, uh, it can't get a lot worse, but I agree with you that Auburn mm-hmm. is it's it's one of those things where you're you're seeing the worst version of what this Hugh Freeze coach team is going to mm-hmm. look like this year, and watch out for next year's six because I think he's going to have had more time to kind of get the kind of guys that he wants to run, the kind of system that he wants to run. Um, he's going to have put together a more cohesive whatever it needs to be with the coaching staff to get that thing humming um, on the practice field and it's going to look way different next year it's it's just will like uh, I, I have no doubt about that uh, this year though you're limping along and trying to figure out can we get to a bowl game and just stave off what would be by all accounts from Auburn fans a disastrous season 
Yeah, uh, Birmingham, Memphis, it doesn't matter. Just just get those bowl practices because there's young players that need them. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, um, let's pivot here and get into kind of predictions of how you feel like this game is going to go. And I'm going to ask you for two predictions here, Steve. I'm going to ask right. you for your optimistic, most homerish, hey, man, if everything goes exactly how I think it's going to go, this is what this score should be, right? Like, if, if Ole Miss does all the stuff that they're known for doing and Auburn does the stuff that they're known for doing, this is what the score is going to be. And then give me your Jordan Hare voodoo game um, scenario of what you feel like happens with this one. Homer, complete Homer prediction. I think the game, honestly, would look a whole lot similar to what the LSU game looked like um, a week ago. Let's let's go with 42 to 10. Okay. Um, that, that that would be my super Homer-ish prediction. The nighttime at Jordan-Hare prediction, the way I think it's going to go, the crowd being juiced, the stripe out the whole nine yards, I still think Ole Miss is going to win, but I think it's going to be like 24 to 17. Okay, 24 to 17. And honestly, I, 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 I could actually see either scenario happening, right? It really, for me, it comes down to what Auburn offense tries out there on the field. If you actually get an Auburn offense that's going to go out there and play a little bully ball, and like you said, let's just chip away at it. Five yards here, four yards here. You get in the third and three, you go pick up another four yards, and you put together 10, 11, 12 play drives. You, you end it with points of some kind early to keep yourself in there. And then after you've worn them down a little bit, you get a, a big play and you're like, oh, crap. This game is a game going into the fourth quarter, and you've got to figure out how to salvage a victory out of this one. I can see it going like that. Or I could see, like you said, LSU game. You get down early. And now you got to throw the football and you haven't been able to do that very well all season. It could go either way. Of course, the Auburn man in me is hoping it goes Jordan hair magic. They go out there and I don't know, muff a punt or something like that and get the ball on the two yard line after I'm hoping, I'm hoping every disaster goes our way and we can figure out a way to get out of there with a victory. You anyway, know, um, real quick, um, yeah. I think the stat that everybody needs to pay attention to, that if you want to know how this football game goes, does Ole Miss have over 27 minutes of time of possession? Hmm. If is it's that below the magic if, number in time of possession so far? It, time of possession, I think, is a fairly worthless stat. Hmm. Um, but Especially like for Lane Kiffin. I don't think he yes. cares about it. <laughs> yeah, Georgia Tech um, almost had 20 minutes of time of possession. Alabama, 25 minutes. Huh. Tulane, 25 minutes. And the offense performed accordingly. LSU, 32 minutes. Arkansas, 27 minutes. Hmm. The offense looked much more coherent. Um, so I think that is the number. If, if, if you're looking to keep that front 11 defense of the Auburn Tigers fresh, you want that number to be as low as possible. Okay. I mean, listen, I, I think time possession is going to be absolutely huge in this game for Auburn. I say the same thing versus LSU. The, your best defense, even though I feel like we have a good defense, but your best defense for a high-powered offense like LSU and for Ole Miss, keep those guys on their offense on the sideline. Just don't even let Jackson Dart walk out there on the field. The more he's got to sit there with his helmet on looking befuddled, the better you have an opportunity to come out of there with a victory. And I think that's absolutely what the strategy should be as Ole Miss comes to town. 
All right, Steve, um, before we get out of here, in case people do want to keep up with what you have going on with the Ole Miss Rebels, and, you know, as petty as Auburn fans like to be, if they want to troll you just in case Ole Miss comes out of here and gets an L leaving out of Jordan hair, where can they do that? Oh, you come over and subscribe to Locked On Ole Miss on YouTube. You can catch me on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast wherever you get your podcast as well. Um, Remember, um, we have a crossover that's going up with Zach Blackerby. Absolutely. That'll be up at the end of the week. Um, So it'll be me and him talking just like we were talking here. And um, also on Friday, I put out my episode, Why Ole Miss Wins. Mm. And all the reasons I think Ole Miss is going to win the football game, I let everybody know. So if you want some, I guess, um, to angry listen, there you go. There it is. There it is. Well, Steve, I appreciate you giving me a little time to talk with me today. I will definitely be tuning in as you talk with Blackerby later on in the week. But we are out of here. Auburn Express, your guy Ike Jones. As always, you can listen to us anywhere that you have your podcast going. Check us out over on YouTube at The War Report. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle.